Welcome back to Nights at Nefertiti's with your host, Naram or Nagal. This month on Nights at Nefertiti's, we are celebrating and honoring women. I wanted to create a special annual series for March in honor of International Women's Day on March 8th. It's Women's History Month and Arab Mother's Day. So there's a lot of celebrating the women in our life this month. But all of this is a way to encourage the celebration of the women in our lives all the time. If we want the change, then we need to empower and support one another. So come with me as I bring on different guests this month to celebrate them and women in general. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to Nights at Nefertiti's. This is episode 54 and the final installment for the International Women's Day series of 2022. And I'm all alone today. There are no guests sadly and it was so exciting to have guests on and it was such a change of of pace because if you listen to the podcast you know that I'm basically always solo episodes like flowing and rarely any guests and I want to know what you guys think of that if you enjoy more guests should I have more guests on or do you enjoy that it's like a one woman show kind of I really want to know your input, so feel free to reach out and let me know your your thoughts, your feedback, everything. But I really want to take a moment to really thank each and every guest that came on from Stephanie to Radwa to Lainey to Amira. All of them were amazing guests. The conversations were so, so great, and I appreciate every single one of them for taking the time to talk to me and for sharing their thoughts on the podcast. It really means so much to me, and I'm a very thankful person, and I feel very grateful for this opportunity and very grateful for this series and I just want to say that International Women's Day the series will always be an annual thing whether there's guests whether there is just me whether it's just me spewing facts at you guys or events that have to do with women because it really I like I can't even explain to you guys how much I love this topic that I wish that like I could make a whole separate podcast that just focuses on women's issues and it just really delve deep into that and you know if you if you guys if anyone wants to be a co-host on a women's podcast let's let's link up and figure this out but all jokes aside, I think that this was so exciting and and something different and a lot of conversations that gave such valuable insight and perspective on the things that happen for women and with women in like with everyone's different perspectives and everyone's different lives that it's so interesting and everyone came from a different place like Stephanie is in the UAE and Lainey is in the US and Radwa is in the UK and Amira is in Egypt and they all came with so much to say and I'm very very thankful I just wanted to take a couple of minutes just to thank them and I'm very happy with the feedback that I've gotten about it and I know that you guys enjoy these episodes a lot 
And today is just me chatting because I recorded a the final episode already, but I didn't really like the way that it came out. And so I wanted to switch a few things up. You know, when you're just like in the moment, and then you reflect and new things come up for you, you know? So, well, that is what is happening after recording the episodes with all the wonderful guests. There are things that I want to add on to, to be honest. And I don't normally listen to the episodes that I record and I don't really edit them. And you know this if you're a listener of the podcast, I don't really touch them other than adding music or like the intro so it was I don't know it was a different experience before we delve right into this episode follow or subscribe to the podcast on the platforms that it's on so you never miss an episode rate the podcast on apple Podcasts, and now you can do the same on spotify if you enjoy the podcast share it with loved ones and those who you think will enjoy it just as much so back to what we were saying so i was listening to the other podcasts that i put out with the guests and there was a few things that like stuck out to me that I was surprised I never even mentioned during that time. And like, I was like, oh, I wish I said that. But honestly, I was so in the moment and I was so much like in it that it's fine. And plus, here I am now and I wanted to add more on some of these topics. And one of the first things I want to address is society and mainly the patriarchy and this is something that I feel like I wanted to add in in touch with what me and Amira talked on and we were talking about how we're basically conditioned throughout most of our lives and that these are like the guidelines for men and these are the guidelines for women and no one really questioned that for a very long time and when people did question it it would be like an uproar and then it would just like fade and fizzle out and there wasn't really that big of a change in our like society when it came to when it came to women's rights and when it came to like standing up for women's voices it when you really think about it the change only really happened like in the past century and when you even think about people in history I bet you that you could think of men popping up faster than you can think of women and honestly that's the same case for me like when I first think of anything in history I don't really go like oh yeah, this, this person. And no, I think of like, I don't know why for the first thing when I thought of history, I was like Napoleon. And I'm like, why is he in my head? I don't know. But when I think of like women in history, there aren't that many names that pop up. And I'm not talking, I'm talking about like maybe in the 1400s or in the 1500s, like people that were truly truly discussed and documented because when you really think about it women weren't really documented in history books other than what what i really believe were strong female leads were cleopatra and nefertiti and hatshepsut and those are the ones that pop up in my head and i don't know if it's biased because i'm egyptian or not but just like things like this pop up in your head and i'm just like it's it's so strange to me that we weren't like there weren't that many women role models in history that were 
written into history books. Like when you even think about history class, you hear more of male names. And really, who is to blame for this in the past are these ideologies of the importance of the male rather than the importance of both. And I think that's one of the things that really pushes a lot of women to take up these leadership positions, take up these big roles, take up space, take up, make sure their voices are heard. Oh my God, we're going to really delve into this stuff today. But anyway, so what I really wanting to focus on in this point is that, because I think I went on a tangent right there, but is that we have guidelines. There are guidelines throughout when we're born into different cultures that these are the things that are okay for women and these are the things that are okay for men. And like I said, we've been questioning all of this stuff and it's been in more modern history that we've been taking action for this stuff and actually doing things. It's when we question these guidelines and point out how Injust they are to both genders and yes both genders because I think some of the strongest feminists that I follow like female advocates are the ones that point out that just because there are injustices for women there are injustices for men as well even though women may have the bigger burden and I hate to do the comparison game because it's not a comparing issue because it's just the fact is that women do go through more obstacles and go through more struggles in life rather than just sliding on by you know what I mean like there are things that men go through I'm a hundred percent sure of that like men not being able to show emotion men um not being able to be in touch with their quote-unquote feminine side if they like fashion they're automatically thought to as not masculine like these things hinder men as well as they do when the stuff happens to women but I'm going to be very honest here and this might be very controversial to say but women really do get the short end of the stick in this because women get it from both men and women doing it to to this one group and it's so sad to see and it just it's just so much but I really want to go back to that point where the guidelines and Truly, that is when feminism pops in is when these guidelines are just like, we're sick of this. We're over this shit. So feminism pops in and she comes in. She waltz like we like we all need her to do. And she's like, we need to get some work done so we can talk about things that are unjust to men. But this is what I was trying to say in the first episode with Stephanie is that the facts just show how there are a lot of obstacles that women face that are pushed back or not like thought of because of how normal it is you know like the quote pink tax which is actually just a term referring to the added cost of being a woman and it's not a real tax but sorry i burped so that's why i like paused for a second (laughs) that's so unladylike for me to say see what i mean these ideologies why is it unladylike when a woman burps but not when a man burps 
I mean, mannerisms, that's a different story, but it's anyway, back to the pink tax. So it's not an actual tax, but it is proven that women pay a lot of money when it comes to things that are just targeted for women. And it could be the same exact thing that a man has. I mean, I've been into Target once and I like saw those like facial derma planing tools and the men one was like $3 and the woman one was like literally $11.99. Does that make sense? I don't think so. And I'm not just talking about like pads and tampons and things like that, which we need emphasis on need because literally we just need it so i I like one day the world will give us free period products and everything will be right but normal things like razors or like toys for girls compared to toys for boys in the u.s women pay about 10 to 13 percent more on that and i had an episode when scotland actually made period products free for all women and i think that was back in 2018 i believe i'll link the episode in the show notes so right now i'm really focusing on like the u.s because that's where i live and i can't really talk about other places around the world and because i haven't lived there and i haven't experienced it completely like i could bring up the facts but do i know like what's actually happening inside the country of course not So that's why I'm mainly focusing on the U.S. here. So like I said, the list can go on and on and focus on more serious topics like how in the U.S. in some states like Oklahoma, for example, women have lost some of their rights, most of their rights, all of their rights, (laughs) all of their rights to choose what they do want to do with their bodies. And I don't want to go into this because it raises so many headaches when conversing with people that have already made their mind up and are open to hear what needs to be said. And all I'm going to say about this is if it were the other way around, things would be different and none of this would be put into question. My body, my choice, and that's how I'm going to close that part out. A different thing that wasn't talked about and didn't really come up across my mind is to talk about how women in society are categorized as weak and I'm using quotes when I say this because we are the farthest thing from that. I've watched a couple of videos that were talking about this over the course of this month which is kind of ironic you know that we were supposed to be celebrating women this month anyway and it really got me frustrated because in all honesty from the from like The people that I view as the strongest, maybe not physically, but from the strongest people I know in my life are women. And lastly, something I want to mention, and it's a small, tiny, tiny rant, is these guys that have podcasts that feel like they know the shit they're talking about when it comes to women. Women having it quote unquote easy or use these large terms to state their biases against women need to stop need to shut the f up really because they are talking out of nonsense there is no validity to what they're saying one of the videos it was a tiktok and he was talking about how women all they have to do for example for for dates is just show up that the guy really has to do all the work 
and I'm just gonna leave all the women like all the women you you, you got this you can you can answer that part because I just rolled my eyes so hard but that it is what it is and they just make them seem like they're five years old in a body of a 20 something year old but honestly that's kind of offensive to five-year-olds so like they need to get work on like waking up i have so many thoughts on this but i'm just gonna stop here and you might be asking well why do you care or why does it matter well to put it simply is that men listen to more men and that is a big issue and the research backs this stuff up so i'm not literally coming up with this but men do listen to more men it's just fact so when they hear this stuff and i'm not talking about all men because that's unfair and i'm just talking about the ones that don't really have that much perspective on different aspects of women and things that women go through and just hear stuff like this they're like okay yeah that's right no no that that's that's this is a lot of problems come from this stuff guys like it's insane when we like gaze over that we lose a lot and that's just like the sad truth and it is now i want this to be crystal clear men aren't the problem it's the patriarchy it's gender roles and it's the norms of society however who needs who feeds into these ideas man woman non-binary hinder the progression of stepping away from all these ideologies to be real there could be like a whole other podcast show just on these topics i was listening to the man enough podcast and liz plank one of the three hosts she's with jamie and justin baldoni Anyway, Liz mentioned that the women's movement won't be completely successful until men are in it and are vocal about it and not just like supporting from the sidelines, like not cheerleaders. We want you on the field with us doing the work with us because that's the only way to succeed in this whole thing. Since we are still the minority in governments and like head of businesses, with all that being said, let's do some celebrating now. So there are two women that I really, really want to highlight and talk about in this next part. And the first one is someone that I think is like a prime female advocate. She is very outspoken and doesn't really care about how her opinion is taken. She's very empowering, I, I believe, to women all around the world especially in my opinion the people that are that come from more traditional backgrounds and more traditional cultures i think she speaks volumes to that crowd and ideas because she challenges them and that's something that i think doesn't happen often and that's why i think it's very admirable the way she deals with this and who am i talking about i am talking about chimamanda ngozi adichie if you have listened to previous international women's day episodes on the podcast you know that i've always mentioned her i always bring her up i always love to talk about her like movement for women and she's just amazing and very empowering 
to women and she has written two books. I'll get into that. But if you don't know, she is a Nigerian author and a female advocate. And the way I actually came to find her was actually in college. It was my sophomore year and I was taking a world literature course and I we were reading in class her book, The Thing Around Your Neck. And I just loved the way that she wrote. She writes so eloquently. So of course, I wanted to know more about her and read more of her books and essays or novellas. She has many and the two of the ones that I highly recommend in regards to feminism and women empowerment are one of them is a female a feminist manifesto in 15 suggestions which she basically wrote a letter to her friend's soon-to-be daughter while her friend was pregnant to give it to her and then she just took all of her ideas and transformed them into a book which she published and I'm very like glad she did that because it's so interesting the aspects that she is trying to tell her friend's future daughter and the second book is actually we should all be feminists now i hate the word should since it's like a shame word in the realm of psychology but these books are so worth the read especially we should all be feminists she actually it's like an essay book so it is derived from her TEDx talk that she had back in 2013 or 2012. I don't really remember the exact year, but if you haven't watched that, you should definitely go and watch that. And if you're not a bookworm or like a book reader, definitely go watch the TEDx talk. And I have linked in the show notes of course all of these so if you're not a reader definitely check out the tedx talk since that's where the idea of putting like the essay into a book form came from so definitely check that out and she also had an interview with trevor noah i think it was pretty old also it was when we should all be feminists came out and that's like one worth watching as well she is honestly someone that I think is needed in society especially because she is very controversial with her opinions and though I may not agree on every aspect that she says she is pretty much saying the same message of we just want equality and maybe it's not to seem as a man like to be as strong as a man or have the abilities as a man quote unquote but it's to really empower the skills that us women have and our goals and our achievements to really fight for them and something similar to what Liz Plank had said from the podcast Man Enough that I mentioned earlier Chimamanda said something really similar on the Trevor Noah interview that I'm linking and she said when all of us are released from gender roles we're going to all be better off and that's the thing that i really want to highlight throughout this whole series and this this episode in particular too is that we all just want to be better off every single person no matter gender no matter race no matter ethnicity nationality we just all want to be better and we all want to achieve what we want to achieve without going through all these unnecessary obstacles that society has put in place and when we're fighting the same fight that's where progress comes 
But when we're not, that's where we get really hindered. And if we're not on the same page, then there isn't that much progress. Even though throughout, like I've mentioned previously, that throughout like this century is when real progress has like really come arise and a lot of new changes and and ideas just shifted you know what I mean so that's all I feel like I want to mention when it comes to Chimamanda and I highly recommend you guys check her out and do your own research about all of these aspects that I'm discussing and the next person that we're going to talk about is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And last time I recorded this, I don't know why I had like the weirdest accent when I said her name. And I hope this time when I hear this back that I'm like, okay, you did a good job, Naham. Like, great job for pronouncing her name because, man, do I give people shit about not pronouncing my name right. But anyway... So Justice Ginsburg actually had a major impact regarding gender equality in the U.S. throughout her life. Things I'm sure you'd be surprised to learn as I was. First, definitely watch the documentary series on her life on HBO Max if you are able to because it's a good one. And I think there are actually a couple out there like different documentaries as well. So if you can't watch that one, I'm sure there's like other ones and she has also her biography the book i'm sure that is i think it's called the notorious rbg i might be wrong but go check it out if you want to learn more about ruth bader ginsburg because she was a badass i did just want to highlight a few of her achievements for women and really gender equality for both sexes in the u.s because she did a lot for women in the u.s and i just wanted to highlight some of the stuff so in 1972 she actually co-founded the women's rights project at aclu which is the american civil liberties union as the organization began referring sex discrimination cases to her she took litigation gender tackling one law at a time because she was like if we do too much, we're going to overwhelm them and it'll be just too much too soon, y'all. So although discrimination on the biases of sex still occur, I mean, duh. What's different now is that the laws prohibit these forms of inequality. Her work was instrumental in changing the law to secure women's equality in the workplace and elsewhere as a legal norm. It was This is a quote from the article that I pulled that out from so in 1996 in the united states versus virginia case this is one of my favorite cases because i didn't even know about this until later on and i feel very frustrated about this but before this case state-funded schools didn't have to admit women listen to that again before this case in 1996 state funded schools did not have to admit women did you get that because when i read that i was like excuse me what what do you mean anyway so she basically ginsburg wrote the majority opinion that it is in unconstitutional for schools funded by taxpaying dollars to bar women so 
she basically made sure that that was not the case any longer. But it just, guys, like some stuff just leaves me baffled. But anyway, so I actually, the first week of March, I had a poll up on my Instagram account. And if you're not following it, go follow Nedum Tab uh, on Instagram. And by the way, right now, the Nights at Nefertiti's Instagram is on shutdown because it needs a major profile lift, I call it. But it'll be back up soon. And when it is back up, I will let y'all know. Anyway, so I had a poll and it was like trivia questions on when women were allowed to apply for credit cards and get their own credit card without like a male co-signer and it was in 1974 and do you guys know who helped with making sure that it was possible for women none other than Ruth Bader Ginsburg I mean the woman was amazing and she did so much honestly for gender equality and if you don't like her you don't like her but may she rest in peace and she she did great honestly she did a lot of great things and one of the things that i really wanted to point out before finishing my whole spiel on gushing over her but before i say my last thing is like can you believe like 1974 was when we got our credit cards and it just that's so close to home guys that's so close like 1974 was not a long time ago so that's all but the last fact is because she is a badass feminist she did something for men as well because like i said it's the equality of both genders and it's the equality for all really anyway it was uh she represented a man I'm not going to pronounce his name because I butchered it because I tried and I failed incredibly at trying to pronounce his name. Anyway, so the point is she was representing him and he was single and he claimed a tax deduction for caring for his mother and he was denied of these um, deductions. So he basically went to court and Ruth Bader Ginsburg won his case for him which allowed him under social security to be able to get these benefits which is incredibly badass if you ask me so there you have it two incredibly badass women and there are so many more women that I will probably try to highlight maybe once in every like month uh highlight like a a woman that has made a huge impact on society or has just succeeded in any way maybe it's a personal like like succeeding in something personal success in that aspect and let me know your thoughts what do you think do you want to hear more about women's stories or would you rather just keep it in the series i want to hear all your thoughts all your opinions and feedback on this and And know that this is just a community here at Nights at Nefertiti's where everyone's voice is going to be heard at some capacity. And I just want you guys to feel very comfortable in this space and 
to know that this is a safe space to talk about whatever you want. And I'm actually doing this new thing where I'm going to, uh, where I set up an email called nights at nefertiti's at gmail.com where you can send in your thoughts, your, if you want like advice, if you want to share a story, if you just want an ear to listen to you, I will be there. And you could also DM me on Nagam tab if you want. And yeah. We'll just pick it up from there. I'm not going to leave you guys without a recommendation though. So my recommendation for this week is definitely to take some time and really express your gratitude. And this could be done in so many different ways. You can do it in your head when you first wake up in the morning. You could write it down whenever you wake up and like write like your four to five gratitudes. I mean, like don't limit yourself if you want to write more, if you want to write less, do as you wish. And I think that I feel very grateful for the opportunity to be able to talk on the podcast and watch it grow and just I'm feeling a lot of gratitude right now so I encourage you to look at all of the things that you're grateful for and really let them sink in and I hope you guys enjoyed this last installment of the International Women's Day series and I hope you guys have a wonderful week or weekend whenever you're listening and I will be chatting with you guys very soon. Bye.